You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. How's this? I'll ask a question. What question? Jazz question. You get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Lay it on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to this very special Lay It On Me episode of Triviality. Uh, In the studio with me today, this is Jeff, is Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. And joining us as our special guest uh, today for a very close, near and dear to my heart subject, uh, Parks and Recreation, we have Wesley Wells. How you doing, Wesley? Good. Uh, So uh, if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us how you got into uh, maybe trivia and especially the show. Yeah. um, So for me, I got into trivia at a young age. I was always a big reader. um, And I found later on that reading a lot is very conducive to being good at trivia because you just pick up so many things from books. Um, I still read a lot. Um, but, and honestly, I don't watch a lot of television or movies, but, um, one day I decided to try watching parks and rec because I heard so many people talking about it and I love it. And honestly, that's the reason the, the first reason I got a Netflix subscription was for that and for friends. And so um, I've seen Parks and Rec now three times all the way through. And it, it's a great show and very clever. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Parks and Rec yet. And I've, I've only seen, you know, clips that uh, Jeff has shown me. And it looks like so much. It looks like so much fun. Uh, I love the style. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking that out. Uh, and uh, I guess just a quick mention before I throw it to Jeff. Uh, Wesley is one of our newest Patreon members, so thank you for doing that and for supporting the show. We really appreciate it being so new. Sure. Uh, what about, well, when did you get into Parks and Rec, Jeff? Um, so I I got into Parks and Rec um, basically when the show started, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, was 2009. Yeah, I want to say I was, I was in college at the time. And um, I, I was a big fan of The Office, so it was a lot of similar people working on The Office and, and some of the talent from there. Um, Michael Schur is the show creator, so for any of you who are familiar with some of his stuff, he's a um, really brilliant, talented guy. 
Um, he's written some other things that I've enjoyed. And then he portrayed very um, kind of below the surface. He was Moe's on The Office. So like not a character that really speaks or, or does anything. Um, but he's really, really kind of cool, uh, creative guy. So, um, yeah, I started watching it right from the get-go. Um, at first, I thought it was a little slow, um, but it was only the first six episodes. So kind of like The Office, I was like, oh, let me come back. And, and I watched it um, on TV the whole time, actually. So one of the very few shows I, I started with right from the beginning. But That's great. Uh, and other than Friends and Parks and Rec, Wesley, are there any other, uh, I know you say you don't watch too much TV, but any other shows that, that you're into or you're getting into now? Um, I've watched The Office. I really like The Big Bang Theory. So I guess I'm mostly sitcoms. Yeah. Oh, hey, nothing wrong with sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, we, we like those here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Wesley, are you ready? Lay it on me. You got it. First question to you. What is the name of Donna's Realty Company? Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's been several months since I watched this. Um, is it Regal Meagle? It is Regal Meagle Realty. Yep. Ooh, great poll. Yeah, good one. To, good one to start with. I I know nothing of this show, so it's just going to be exciting to watch you figure these questions out. <laughs> it, it's been about six months since I watched the show all the way through, so might have a little bit of rest. When we first started messaging, I um, had just finished rewatching the show. Um, at that point, I believe that was the fourth time. And um, then I was so inspired by some of the ideas I had for writing questions that I decided to rewatch it. And I'm now in season six and I'm almost done with it my fifth full time. So, yeah. (laughs) Question two. What famous public works project does Leslie compare the Sullivan Street pit project to in the pilot episode? Okay. Uh... If it helps, I'll I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a quote here. Yes. Um, she, She says... And this is my, and then names that project. So, I knew it's something like that, and I'm trying to hear it in her voice to figure that one out. Oh, I'm going to know it when I hear it. I don't know. I can't pull it. Uh, so she states that this could be her Hoover Dam. Yes, her <laughs> Hoover Dam. Question three. What is the name of the song that Andy writes for Little Sebastian's funeral? Oh, well, Leslie tells him that she wants it to be like candle in the wind only times 5,000. So he writes your, so he writes 5,000 candles in the wind. <laughs> right. And he <laughs> writes 5,000 candles in the wind. I, <laughs> I thought that would be a good opportunity. Um, because it's just such a memorable line from, from Chris Pratt. Yeah. It's, it's uh, gotta be like candles in the wind, except 5,000 times better. So <laughs> well done. Question four. Where was Darwish Sabir Ismail Ghani born? You might know him as Thomas Montgomery Haverford. He was born in South Carolina. He was indeed South Carolina. His colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> why did you change your Why did you change your name to Thomas Haverford? Nobody with an Indian Indian name gets elected to politics. <laughs> what about Barack Obama? <laughs> well, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's great on Master of None. Aziz, right? Is that Aziz? Yeah, it's yeah. Aziz. Yes. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Speaking of Tom, can you name two of the businesses that he started? Um, Rent-A-Swag and Tom's Bistro. Yep, that would be two of them. Do I, I don't know if this is one. Is is one of them Entertainment 720? Yes. Yes, that Entertainment 720 is the other one. <laughs> he's also, um, I also would have given you credit for um, Snake Juice, as he's a uh, one of the founders oh, and yes. the principal investors in Absolutely. Snake Juice. So, yeah, Entertainment 720, where dreams come, they come true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta hear that. You gotta hear that drop, Neil. It's really funny. Entertainment 720, where dreams come, they come true. Question six. What is the name of the steakhouse in Indianapolis that Ron Swanson is devastated to find out has been closed by the health department? That would be Charles Mulligan's Steakhouse. Charles Mulligan's Steakhouse. Yep. Well done. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> when he runs up, he's like, do, do you think there's any steaks left in there? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think they do with them? <laughs> Just a little uh, score update here. Uh, Wesley is five for six. So batting, batting great right now. Like the old, the, the great Stan Musial. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. What does Leslie call the bathroom, especially when she's nervous? Oh, the Wiz Palace. Yep, the Wiz Palace. Question eight. A few characters in the show have alter egos. Could you provide both Ron's saxophone playing alter ego and both of Andy's main character alter egos? Okay, Ron is Duke Silver, and um, Andy is Burt Macklin FBI, as well as Johnny Karate. (laughs) I can only have a bit of a chuckle, Neil. Do you want to see how I actually wrote that on my sheet? It says Burt Macklin FBI. So. <laughs> Is that the the meme where he's like in the FBI jacket and he like turns quickly with the sunglasses? Yeah. Okay. Yes. See, I see all the memes and it's really funny. And I was like, man, I really got to watch this show now. So I get it. Question nine. What are the names of Dr. Saperstein's children? Oh, um, John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. Yep. John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. Maybe I'm going a little too easy. I can, I can ramp this up a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I've written more questions than I know what to do with. Let's start it getting harder at 11 so that you turn it up to 11. Uh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Question 10. What town was Leslie Nope born in? Leslie Nope was famously born in Eagleton because Joan Calamezzo will not put her book in her book club because there's a lie in it. And that lie is that Leslie Nope was born in Pawnee. <laughs> That's right. They do still get um, the endorsement from Joan, if you remember, but they also get like the, uh, what's the sticker she puts on there? Like busted or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you get the endorsement sticker. And then on top of the endorsement sticker is like the, you've been debunked essentially. Yes. Well, so far through 10, I think you've got nine, right? So I think it's time to turn it up to 11 on this one. <laughs> so Great. Salvatore, Manfrenati cuts Leslie's hair in a style known as the mayor before her attendance of what event in honor of her mother, Marlene Griggs Nope? Um, that would be the Tellinson Awards. The Tellinson Awards, yeah. Question 12. What is Ron's number one and number three favorite foods? Oh, um, this is also mentioned at the Tellinson Awards because he says the reason he likes to attend is for the bacon-wrapped shrimp because it's his number one favorite food wrapped around <laughs> his number three favorite food. So bacon is his number one and shrimp is his number three. <laughs> yep. You've got it. Question 13. Out of all the things that's terrible about Tammy 2, what's the absolute worst thing? <sighs> oh, I know the quote. Can't pull it. The only thing worse is she works for the library. Yes, she works <laughs> for the library. <laughs> yeah, there's a great scene where um, they're they're kind of going back and forth about how much they, they dislike her. And, and then they both just resign themselves to, you know, the worst part about her. And they just kind of sigh and look at each other. She works for the library. <laughs> uh, the opinions of Parks and Recreation do not uh, reflect Triviality's love of librarians. Well, and there, uh, <laughs> it's just her specifically, you know, in that in that context. But uh. <laughs> want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. On to question 14. I, I thought I would go with an easy one. And then I changed my mind and went with a hard one. So oh, <laughs> I was going to originally ask what the name of Ben's board game is, but I figured it's too easy. Tones of Dunshire. Sure. Right. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this one as a super fan. Can you name at least two of the roles of characters in the Cones of Dunshire? Okay. So Ledgerman is one because all the accountants fight over who's going to be Ledgerman. Basically the scorekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> And then can we count Architect as Ben being the one who de- who designed the game? Or do I need to give a different one? Uh, I'm looking for one of the specific character okay. roles in the game. Sure. So, yeah, they call Ben the Architect. That's the nickname. But, yes. no, I'm looking for. Yeah. So you've got Ledgerman. That's one of them. Ledgerman. Hmm. I can see them playing the game. There were all these crazy things. I don't feel like there was a wizard or anything, but I'm not coming up with anything better. So I'll say so I'll say wizard. Okay. I don't think that's right. So uh, one ledgerman, one corporal, one arbiter, one maverick, two warriors. Although the game can be played with only one, but it's not as good. And there are two wizards. So ah, you did- yes. <laughs> uh, other other non-playable character roles in- include shamans, farmers, alchemists, abbots, brinksmen, provosts, and deniers. All right. Well, after 14 questions, Wesley has gotten 13 correct, uh, and he has one question left in our regulation here of the Parks and Recreation laid on me. So let's see if he can get 14 out of 15 for a very, very respectable and uh, astonishing score. Now, keeping in mind, there are uh, many questions that I I would like to ask about Parks and Recreation, but we're not going to we're not going to do a three hour lay it on me as much as I love the show. Um, if people are interested, I recommend you watch it highly. Yes. Um, but I did write a question, uh, with Neil in mind, uh, for our last one here. So in the season four episode, the debate, Andy entertains Leslie's campaign donors by retelling the plots to some of his favorite movies to distract from the fact that they don't have cable to see the debate coverage. He discusses the plots to three movies, Rambo, Babe, and this 1989 film. Name the film. Was it Die Hard? <laughs> it was Roadhouse. Roadhouse, that's right. <laughs> Staring at Patrick Swayze and I missed it. <laughs> that's because you get lost in his steely eyes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in in an effort um, when talking about this the other day to encourage Neil to watch, I just played the scene where um, he redoes Roadhouse, like shot for shot. <laughs> and then he's like, and then the motorcycle comes in and it's like, rah, 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 and then Swayze grabs yes! a hold of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> And they reenact the um, throat ripping scene. So for any of you who um, have seen Roadhouse or who know who the actor Marshall Teague is, Neil um, has another show which he hosts 
called Best of the Best Podcast, and they had Marshall Teague on. So if you'd like to hear even more about throat ripping, um, Neil Neil is the resident expert, and his show is uh, good. You should check it out. Yeah, yeah. Check out uh, and, and your uh, your cell phone. Just go to type in Best of the Best Radar, and you'll see the episode with Marshall Teague, whose, ro- whose throat was ripped out, like Jeff said. <laughs> Some great behind-the-scenes stories of him and Patrick Swayze and his career. Well, yeah, after 15 questions, uh, Wesley got 13 correct, which is an awesome score. And uh, all, almost uh, 14 there. I guess we'll give him a, a brownie point for knowing the name of the board game, correct? Even though it wasn't an official correct. question. But right. yeah, he gets an extra brownie point there. So <laughs> 13 and some change, we'll say. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're safe from Tom Cruise today. Very safe. He's basically almost shooting Tom Cruise back. So. <laughs> So I uh, I had started to frame out um, a couple potential bonus games to play afterwards. Um, I have one that I'm just going to go through. Um, I didn't have time to kind of finish what I wanted to do with the one, but it was going to be called uh, Know Your Boo. And I was going to do quotes yeah. from different characters in the show. Um, and then you had to tell me the character. So I haven't fleshed out enough of those yet. Um, but as a fun little bonus game, um, can you name 10 of the alternate band names for Mouse Rat? Okay. I can try. <laughs> so Scarecrow Boat was what they were originally. Um, just the Tip. Possum Pendulum. Um, penis Pendulum. Um, nothing Rhymes with Orange. Everything Rhymes with Orange. Nothing Rhymes with Blorange. How many does that give me? Uh, you're up to seven so far. They're all correct. <sighs> okay. There was another one. that Puppy Pendulum. Yep. That completes that series. <laughs> yes. I knew there were three pendulums, and I was trying to think of the third. Um, okay. There were some funny ones, like topical ones. I'm not pulling those. Man. There were like 30 of them as well, so I should be able to get two more. <laughs> um, oh, their original one. Don't have them. Okay. <laughs> so um, in order I have here, um, as as Wesley named seven, that's pretty impressive. Um, there was another series in there that you missed, um, including three skin, four skin, and five skin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you also would have had um, Malice in Chains, Punch Face Champion, Flames for Flames, the Andes, 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 Andy and the D-Bags, Crack Finger, Department, um, Department of Homeland Obscurity, Radwagon, Jet Black Pope, Muscle Confusion, uh, Angel Snack, uh, Ninja Dick, Andy Dwyer Experience, Death of a Scam Artist, God Hates Figs, Razor Dick, Teddy Bear Suicide, Two Doors Down, Tackle Shaft, Handrail Suicide, Scrotation Marks, and of course, when playing without Andy, Rat Mouse. <laughs> oh, of course. I, I, I can't believe I forgot God Hates Fit. God hates figs because that was my favorite. <laughs> that one's really good. Man, those are those are so funny. So they uh, he performs throughout the show or just talks about having all these bands. Okay, so um, as far as I know, in the show they actually perform under um, Mouse Rat, Scarecrow Boat, and there's maybe one or two more. When he first talks about his band, I think he says their name is just the tip, like in the second or third episode or something. So again, well done on that. Um, Wesley, you've gotten 13 out of 15 and you almost had the, uh, 10 out of the, I think about 30 for the, the mouse rat bonus there, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, really well done. Um, thanks again. It was a lot of fun having you come out. Um, it's a show that I, I like very much. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Anything else that you, um, kind of want to talk about or you want to plug anything else you're, you're into right now? I want to give a shout out to the members of the Sinister Six. That's 
myself, Dan Lundberg, Jeffrey Seguritan, um, Mike Cameron, Phil Sanford, and Scott Barber. Um, I think all six of us listen to the show and really like it. We we have a chat and we discuss it every week. So um, thanks for a great show. Oh, no, thank you. That's that's so awesome to hear. We uh, we like interacting with uh, listeners of the show and, uh, you know, having Dan on recently. We've had Jeffrey on. Um, we told Dan, you know, invitation is open to any members of the Sinister Six. Uh, we think all you guys are great from the things we've heard of you or have seen of you online. And uh, welcome anytime, whether it's a regular game, Game of Death or uh, Lay It On Me. Um, and yeah, let us know when you guys are listening to the show together or chatting. If, if you have any uh, yeah. funny quips or jokes, uh, we'd love <laughs> to hear them. So you know where to find us. Um, I guess for Jeff, you know, if you guys uh, have any topics that you want to uh, either write questions for, for Laid On Me that you know a lot about sure. or you want to answer, um, you know, definitely email us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com or uh, go straight through the website and you can, you can uh, message us there. Um, Jeff, you want to take over uh, for uh, Patreon? Of course. Uh, I mean, other than uh, just listening, spreading the word, um, giving us feedback, it's been really great. Um, a lot of the stuff we've seen lately has been really nice. Um, we've had a lot of growth with our patrons recently. Um, basically, we've doubled in just the month of October. Um, part of that is thanks to Wesley here. So um, thanks again. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Check us out. Yeah. Uh, any last words, Wesley, as far as uh, a favorite quote, a uh, moment from the show, anything like yes, that? Yes, there is one I want to talk about. I would say, <laughs> I would say definitely tell me what I missed. What, what were you uh, upset you didn't get a question on? One question I was so anticipating was when um, April tells Andy she loves him for the first time, what Andy said afterwards as a reply that made her mad. Dude, that's awesome. Awesome sauce. <laughs> that's right. Awesome sauce. <laughs> that's funny. And then um, later in, in one of the in one of the interviews, April says, I'm not mad at Andy. I awesome sauce him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, you know, to triviality, Wesley is awesome sauce. So thank you for joining <laughs> us today, man. Thank you all. Oh, you're welcome. That was triviality. Swayze runs, boom, tackles the guy off the motorcycle. Dude's like, you're dead, bro, comes at him. Swayze ducks, scissor kick, the guy has Swayze's head, and he says, I used to guys like you in prison. By the looks of this guy, this is not consensual sex we're talking about. We see bad guy had a gun the whole time. He's like, I'm gonna kill you the old fashioned way. Swayze's like, not this time. That subtext, he doesn't say that. Bypasses the gun, hooks the arm, back to the secret move he used before to kill somebody. He feels so bad about it, but this time he has to do it because of self-defense. Takes the esophagus out of the neck area. You can't eat. You'll starve to death. And that is Roadhouse. What should I do next? <laughs>